Thanks for joining us on this week's episode of the Retirement Readiness Podcast. I'm Katie Umlin, the head of marketing here at Prairie View. And of course, we have Tim Reagan, the founder. Hi, Katie. Hi. <laughs> Thanks for joining us this week. This week, we're going to be talking about solar panels. Um, Ooh, and that sounds like <laughs> way financial. I know. Yeah. <laughs> well, some of the tax advantages. How about gotcha. that? That's yeah, yeah. the piece. That's a little bit better. <laughs> um, so... I I would say that we're not the experts on solar panels. No, uh, <laughs> no. D- despite the way that my head looks, I, I can, <laughs> <laughs> it could fit about three solar panels. Yeah, exactly. Up yeah, there. yeah. It might, I'm going to put them up there. It's going to power my watch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess given that we're not the experts, we kind of did a deep dive on the solar panels so we could talk a little bit about it today. Um, so some of this is things that we learned and some of the questions that we still kind of have. Yeah, 100%. So for me, it's something that's really kind of interesting. So where we live, our house happens to face west or the back of the house faces west. And it is in the sun constantly. Which is great for your pool. It is. Yes, we enjoy that very much. (laughs) Uh, Well, Sarah does at least, right? Uh, And so I've always thought, and I see a lot of neighbors, I see a lot of other people putting solar panels up. And so it seems to me like it's at least a conversation we should be looking at and and should be having. Yeah. Alex and I talk about it all the time. Like, just like you said, we see them all the time and we're like, all these people, all these people have solar panels. Like, should we be thinking about this? Like, why do they have solar panels? Like, should we? (laughs) Yeah. Well, and and I think from my perspective, uh, it really kind of goes into a couple of different categories. Uh, One, you know, there's this huge push to get to, just about electric everything, right? Mm-hmm. Electric cars and go green, uh, mate. That's right. Uh, electric stoves now, right? Heaven forbid to have a gas stove anymore. Mm-hmm. All that stuff, and so, uh, th- but yet at the same time, we're hearing about how Californians can't all turn their air conditioner on at the same time because yep. the power grid won't support it. And so, I think that there's some conversation there that says, you know, from a money perspective, for sure, and what are the incentives there to do it. But then also, is this a way that we could move towards a more sustainable electric grid or power grid uh, if this was the case? So uh, kind of uh, for me, kind of interesting on a couple of points. Yeah. And I think what the main message I always hear about solar panels is it's quite an investment up front. And so you kind of have to be in your home for a long time to Absolutely. see some of those benefits or so yeah. that just coming into the conversation. That's kind of where my head is at is what I think of when I think of solar panels. For sure. Yeah. And part of what I think about with that is the, a way to kind of gauge that is the fact that we're sitting here having a conversation about tax benefits to installing solar panels. Uh, if you think about tax benefits, the, and this is where I'll put on kind of my financial advisor hat a little bit. Anytime the government gives you a tax benefit, it's because they're trying to uh, promote or encourage a certain behavior. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so when you think about the tax benefits to solar, you have to start thinking about, well, why would they be incentivizing me? Yeah, that's part of the their agenda, if you will. An agenda, not necessarily in a bad way, but just what they're trying to do. Uh, but in addition to that, the technology is still very new. The costs are still very high. These things aren't being produced in mass the way that other things are mass produced. And the materials are still kind of being worked through. And so one of the things that the government's doing is they're trying to offer these incentives to say, how can we help to make it a little more affordable for people? How can we encourage them to do it? Because once we get to critical size, then those costs will come down automatically and people see the benefits and all that kind of stuff. So so what are the federal tax incentives? Yeah. So from a federal perspective, uh, 
what what happens is really it's between the years of 2022 and 2032. Uh, if you had it installed back in 19 through 22, there's still benefits. There are still tax uh, savings you can potentially get credits for. But but ideally, from 22 to 32, uh, they're giving 30% of whatever it costs you to get that solar panel purchased, installed, uh, those types of things. You get a 30% tax credit uh, of whatever that cost was. That's all big percentage. <laughs> it is. It's a big deal. Uh, and and the and really, you know, it kind of goes to tax credit versus tax deduction because there's a huge difference between those two. Uh, and what we find is that many of our clients don't really know what's the difference between a credit or, yeah. or a deduction. So think of a deduction as I had, say, $100,000 worth of income and I can deduct $30,000 from that income. So I'm going to pay tax on $70,000. A credit says I owe in tax on my $100,000 uh, income, I owe $10,000. If I get a $10,000 tax credit, it means I owe zero. It's a wash. It's a wash. It is dollar for dollar. How much tax did I should I pay? And it's money that comes back. Many times with a credit, even if you're at zero, you get money that the government writes you a check, check for because it's a credit, uh, not a deduction. Okay, so credit actually means it means real this money. Is real this money. is how much money you are going to get. Okay, um, so do you think it is really worth it to invest in solar panels for that? So tax credit. Yeah, so I, I wouldn't say for the tax credit itself. Uh, and again, if we look at how other things have taken shape, uh, if you think about electric vehicles. Uh, car companies have, uh, or there are tax credits for buying an electric car uh, from the government, and companies have those credits up until they sell a certain number of vehicles. Oh. Once they sell those that number of vehicles, those tax credits go away. Oh, that's good to know. And the reason for that is because, the again, if you go back to why is the government incentivizing us to do it? So they're pushing, trying to get people to help these companies get over critical scale sure. so that now they can get costs to come down. And the uh, the credit that they had could be made up for in cost savings uh, in, in a sense. And so right now, when you look at it, it's hard to say, go out, hurry up and do it for these tax credits. Because if this is successful the way that we would suspect it will be, and a lot of people do it, you're going to see those savings in the future come down anyway. Come back to you. That's right, because the cost just will go down by by that much. The uh, and then the the other the way to kind of think about that is, uh, you never so saving money in taxes, you never save more than what you pay or what you would would pay in the cost of that uh, repair, the cost of putting them in. So this tax credit, 30% of what you're paying, you're still out 70%. Right. You know, so so yes, there's some incentive there, but it's not like this is a wise thing to hurry up and go do You're because you're still going to be money out uh, initially. Sure. Um, it kind of makes me think about what we were talking about with that electric vehicle and how uh, people that own Teslas before this incentive came out were kind of ticked. Like, yeah. hey, I paid full price for my tesla and now you had to drop your price exactly <laughs> no exactly and, and really that's what's driving a lot of that behavior is because tesla ran out of those credits uh because they had, had so much success and built so many cars where some of the other auto manufacturers still have those incentives 
And so when that's the case, in order for them to compete, sometimes they, they, they went to lowering their price again, to keep their volumes high enough to continue those cost savings. So. Yeah. That's, that's funny to think about that. I mean, it makes total sense. Um, okay. If we're talking about solar panels, does it have to be on my primary residence to get those tax credits? So yeah, it actually, it doesn't. There's a number of different programs that can actually qualify. Uh, first, it doesn't matter if it's on your lake house, on your primary residence, as long as it's your residence, it qualifies. Consequently, even if you own your own business uh, and want to introduce solar there, there, there are credits for businesses that, mm-hmm. that do it as well. It's a different program, it's like it's whole, separate. Uh, whole separate deal, but know that, that, that there are even uh, programs out there for businesses too. Uh, and then for places where like, maybe it doesn't quite make sense for me to put it on my roof. It doesn't make sense for me to buy it. Uh, there's actually programs where your community can lease solar panels for the entire community uh, and you even get tax credits for that. And so a lot of times uh, you might've seen it where we here, where we live South side of Chicago, there's an expressway that runs right by our office. And when you go up that expressway, there's an actual uh, very large warehouse uh, facility that has their entire yard on one side, all solar panels, and then the entire roof is solar panels as well. Uh, and so something like that, you might even be able to tap into and say, hey, can I lease some of the some of that with you? No, I don't know about that business, but, right. but that concept works for neighborhoods and communities as well. So when you say community, do you mean like uh, Frankfurt Township could decide? Could be do Frankfurt Township, mean- or it could be like me and our neighbors okay. uh, get together and there's so an empty lot that, that we can use that we get, you know, permission from the village to use for this purpose. And then we all go in. And- okay. So it doesn't have to be like a formal town no. or, okay. Interesting. Um, okay. Let's say, so we talked about federal, what state credits? Well, and that's where it really kind of blew my mind. Uh, you know, we live in a state that is uh, fairly far left, and so they are going to probably have more incentives than other states that maybe are a little more right. Uh, maybe not, but so I, I'm saying that being meaning to say that each state is specific in um, what they offer and, and what you can get. Uh, the reason I bring up where Illinois is, one of the benefits we had here, I was shocked. The state credits, when I looked at like doing it at my house, the state credits were three times as much as the federal credits were. Uh, we I got that much more oh, wow. in, uh, in benefit from the state. So that's the like federal. coupon stacking, right? Yeah, it is. yeah exactly. Thirty percent exactly. federal and now you have to be careful because some of the some of the ways that states give incentives or give money, uh, the federal government kind of deducts off of theirs. Uh, but in the state of Illinois, the way that from what I can gather, the way that it works that is that it is just what you're talking about, kind of stacking those coupons. So what about do we get any credit because they make your house look bad? They're <laughs> ugly. Do, <laughs> is there like an so, ugly tax or yeah, something that I can <laughs> so, so you may have noticed that I said the back of my house faces west. Yeah. Not anything about your, <laughs> yes, the front of your house. Exactly. Because <laughs> because if the back faces west, then obviously the front faces east. You know, so I probably could have uh, have on both. But yeah, no, I agree. Uh, but even there, it's funny uh, how that's changing. If you look, you mentioned Tesla. Uh, Tesla had a has a solar roof, uh, where what they're doing is the technology is such that it's not a panel that goes on top of the roof, but each shingle is its own solar panel. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, I don't know that what that costs. It probably comes with the Tesla price tag. Yeah, but, right. Um, but but even there, they're finding ways to make it even more attractive. Sure. As you're as you're thinking about doing it. 
Well, I'll keep waiting until they're a little bit more. Well, and just, you know, that beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Yeah. There, there may be some listening that think they're beautiful. They're, that's true. <laughs> Takes all kinds. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. And in, in your research, is was there anywhere that you felt like you could they could help you get a better estimate of cost, savings? Yeah. So, again, you know, where we live, uh, we use Commonwealth Edison as our utility, uh, electrical utility. And through ComEd's website, they actually have a place where I could enter my home, the home address. It brought up, a, I'm, I don't know what, what powered it, but I'm, I'll say Google Images, you know, something like that, that showed my house. Uh, it said, is this your home? I said, yes. It laid out for me where the hot spots on my roof would be based on the sun, oh, cool. uh, where to put the solar panels. Uh, it had me enter uh, the kilowatt hours that I use on average every month. And then it had a slider that that allowed me to choose how much of those kilowatt hours did I want to replace with solar. Okay. So so like if I wanted to, re, I could in my instance, I could replace all of my average uh, electrical use with solar, but it covered like my entire roof of solar panels. So you talk about that attractive factor, yeah. uh, but but I could dial that down and say, well, I only want to replace 50%. And it would then give you an idea for here's where you should place those solar panels and how many panels do you, would you need in order to do that? Uh, and then it actually went and, and gave me, it was a really big range for what it would cost. Like it was like somewhere between, and I'm going from memory, but something like somewhere between 45,000 and $80,000 that it's going to cost you. Right. So the range you're like, Oh gosh, that yeah, doesn't, doesn't really help. Yeah. But then when I got onto the next page, it actually then started calculating what those rebates or not rebates, what those uh, tax credits would be. And that's where it showed, here's how much money you'd get in tax credits from the federal government. Here's what your state tax credits would be. So here's what your net cost to, to put mm-hmm. which I was surprised. It, so it took it from that big, big number down. It said that they thought my out-of-pocket cost would be around $19,000 to put okay. it in, which is still a big number. Right. Uh, but then they estimated that based on my average usage, that I had a six-year payback period before it, until it made sense for me to spend the 19 sure. and then I was money ahead. Um, and, and that had also, uh, it had me, gave me the ability to add in, if I thought I was going to buy like an electric car in the future, okay. uh, then I could say, yeah, I'm thinking I'm going to buy an electric car. So then it would calculate how much more energy you'd be using and sure. stuff and, and how many more solar panels. Uh, I think the really interesting part with all of this isn't even so much in how solar can reduce my energy bills and, and that kind of stuff. I think the interesting part is how they can now store some of this solar energy. And so I'm thinking about my house being the only house on the block lit up when the power goes out right. because we stored all this and it's almost like I don't need a generator now. Hmm. Uh, I have the ability to utilize what we've already stored. And if your sump pump would work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or I don't know make, how many times or... Tim's sump pump has gone out. <laughs> yeah. So every time the kids say, Dad, can we finish the basement? Uh, no. No. <laughs> uh, not, unless, not unless we find a way to keep a uh, sump pump always running. Uh, uh, well, and it's gonna... funny, just as an aside, you know, we talk about that storage and all that stuff. Uh, you you probably don't remember when we lived in our house in Moni too much, but uh, the house we bought was an old farmhouse. It was actually a, a Sears Craftsman house, which a little bit of a side note in this, well, I'll loop back, I promise to solar panels, <laughs> uh, but uh, a little side note for those who may not know it, uh, back in the eight, late 1800s, early 1900s, Sears, companies like Sears Roebuck actually sold through a catalog houses. 
Wow. Uh, and you could order your house. It would come semi-pre-assembled. It'd have instructions. Oh, it my would, gosh. And you'd get all this lumber, then you'd build That's your house. That's terrifying. And, yeah, but, but it was super popular. And so if you look, I mean, there are these craftsman homes, uh, these Sears homes uh, that are throughout the country. And ours happened to be a Sears home. And what we did when we were kids is we kind of gutted the entire house. And inside the walls, there were uh, the old pipes that where they had gas lamps that were in the house and, and that kind of stuff. But in the attic... All, the entire floor of the attic, which was, you know, you had a floor and you could walk up there and all that stuff. Uh, the entire floor of the attic at one time had batteries that were in there. And what what that home did uh, is back, it was early 1900s, uh, they were able to take the windmill and take power from the windmill and they were storing it in these batteries. Oh, wow. uh, and that was you know, now a hundred years ago wow. uh, that they're doing it. And we're thinking that we're cutting edge today. Right, exactly. Uh, and so, so it's something to me, it's, it's kind of interesting to see how everything that's old becomes new again type yep. of deal. Um, but, but when you're out on the farm and there's not a whole lot of other options, that was, that was one way that they tried to cope with that. So a, a little side note, I don't know what kind of tax credits they had back then, <laughs> yeah. but, uh, <laughs> but it's kind of horse and buggy tax yeah, credit. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, did I miss anything about your in your solar panel research? So I don't think so. I think it's really interesting where things are at. I would tell everybody uh, as you're listening here, this is this decision is probably similar to other decisions where you make uh, that are financial decisions. It's not always just about the money. Uh, it has to be coincide with a lifestyle that you're trying to lead, coincide with what your priorities are. You know how attractive you want your house, house to, to be. be. <laughs> That's right, exactly. Uh, because uh, because ultimately this is an expenditure. Uh, at some point, you know, one of the biggest issues that they have with solar panels, maybe the ones they're installing today are better. The ones they're installing even just a handful of years ago, uh, they're really hard to dispose of. They're, they've got a lot of chemicals in them. That you, mm. you can't just take them to a landfill. It's kind of like the uh, LED lights, you know, when you've got them and it's like, now what do you do with these things? Because you can't. Uh, um, just, this you might know, be a stump the chump question, um, <laughs> but. Alex and I were talking about solar panels the other day, too, and we were wondering, do you know if you install solar panels, like what does that do to your uh, roof like warranty or like when you ha need to repair your roof like or need a new roof? Do you just take the solar panels off? Do you Yeah. So, like so you're stumping this chump. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <Yes>! <laughs> yeah. Because I've often wondered the same thing, you know, because I'm like, OK, should I replace my roof? And, and then, then do puts, it so I don't have to, like, in right. five years when I replace the roof, re take them all off and reinstall Even if you can all. reinstall, there has to be a cost to that. Like, totally. You have to get a profession, a different profession. I'm sure your roofer is not going to touch your solar panels. Yeah. You're going to have to get a, another guy to come out, take them off, reinstall them. Yeah. Yeah. So, no. And, and so why did you say stump the chump? Well, because we have this webinar. This chump. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because uh stump this chump is a webinar that we are launching and <laughs> you are the chump <laughs> yes I am. so but yeah so that one stumps me i'm not sure about that but it, it was always on my mind too i think probably before i ever got to the point of actually executing i would probably have to dig into that uh Ironically, you know, where we live also, we sit kind of in the middle of a wind tunnel. Uh, and so I always thought, you know, maybe I could put a couple of small wind mills in the backyard. Just get it really looking nice. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> You're going to do it. 
<laughs> so maybe that'll be a different webinar. How do you, how do you get a wind turbine in here? Well, thanks for sticking with us for this episode of the Retirement Readiness Podcast. We hope you found some of this valuable, if at least not just entertaining. <laughs> um, we hope to catch you on our next episode. Um, in the meantime, we hope to help you live your legacy with confidence. Thank you so much. Be well. <laughs>